Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend, Chip. He's a lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. Today on the podcast, we want to talk about something that is uh, really a national conversation right now and should be something that's important. It's, it's mental health. It's um, it's the way that we think about ourselves and our mind and what scripture says about that and in the way that we can be uh, victorious and not a victim to our thoughts. This is The Weekly Grind. All right, so today when we want to touch on something that's really been um, a growing national discussion really should be. I mean, it's something that's uh, very prevalent. Uh, so many deal with, so many people, probably every person at one point or another sure, um, have ex- have struggled with this, but um, I mean, we it's in scripture, so we know that uh, all of us at one point or another are going to deal with with this, and that is the uh, the the idea of mental health and um, and thoughts, thought patterns, right. the way that we see things, the way that we view things, and so we wanted to just join in on the conversation today a little bit about that. Especially, it's a <clears throat> it's becoming more of a national narrative because mm-hmm. it's more of a national problem. Probably always been there, right? Every generation for all time, mm-hmm. this has been a, a a huge matter. We didn't understand it as much, mm-hmm. and so you have a couple things going on. We are understanding the science of our brain so much better. I've read where over the last twenty years, we have learned so much more about our brain, like way beyond what they knew before. Also, our culture is increasingly stressful, fast-paced, mm-hmm. busy. A lot of factors that are driving mental illness. Things bombarding us every day, and That's even right. a glimpse into everybody else's life. I mean, I think the you know social media has has really accelerated I this agree. because. We only show things and share things that we want. There's, it's just, a, it's an alter ego. Our social media accounts can be, you know, of I've got it put together when really you're a mess inside. It's amazing because we're more connected, mm-hmm. and yet we're less connected, more isolated than or ever. Or it's a superficial connection, yeah. and people are trying to find authentic connection with superficial connection, yeah. and then it gives them a disillusioned kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. I think it's driving mental illness way up. The numbers just from social media coming out with mental illness are skyrocketing with teenagers who deal with depression, suicidal thoughts, all all of the stuff. It is absolutely a relevant conversation in our culture and absolutely in the kingdom, right? Definitely. But guess what? The Word has always been speaking to it Mm -hmm. and about it. Yeah. And we just wanted to spend an episode... Uh, kind of just reminding you that you are in one of the most stressful times in the history of the world. Yeah. And if you are not intentional with your mind, guarding your mind and guarding your thoughts, you're going to cave because we all will cave. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to, once again, help you to realize what the Bible is, is trying to tell us about it. Yeah. 
We actually have some stats. Well, and I was going to, just leading into these stats, we just got back from a conference in Dallas, and this was one you went to the first year, three years ago, uh, for yourself, and really came back. It's not a nuts and bolts necessarily, necessarily but it is a, uh, it just is really a good, just for uh, soul care conference. For the leader. If I could, yeah, for, for the, the leader. Pastor, yeah. For the pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you invited... Uh, Pastor Ken and I last year, and then we even had an opportunity to take our wives this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I thought, you know, my wife just, just, it was phenomenal for her. Yeah. Um, Jenny Allen, one of the speakers at the conference, uh, she's a phenomenal speaker. She's a, uh, she's an author. And so uh, some of these statistics are some, some that she cites in her book. And, right. And and so take us through some of these and some of these ideas. Well, she just reminded us, that, and she's kind of doing the latest research, preparing for the book, right? Yeah. And so some of the data is just hot off the press, mm-hmm. new. Um, I mean, we have 30,000 thoughts per day. Think about that. 30,000 thoughts yeah. per day. What who, is that? Like who almost counted four, those? I know. <laughs> I, just, I know. I mean, we just say it like we believe it. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost four thousand an hour, but who, you're right. Who does? Track I'm sure that? there's monitoring and some. Yeah, somebody just know. sat down and wore all this junk for but. days and days, and somehow you're, you know, you see those things where like it lights up or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't you wish we could walk around with those on and like yeah. you could tell the brain function of somebody's like glowing red and then somebody's just like, got an idea dark. <laughs> I always yeah. knew that about no, but thirty thousand thoughts per day. Here's the thing: what they're discovering. So what's 80% of 30,000, 24,000, somewhere in there, are negative. Four out of every five thoughts tend to be negative. Um, Then what was amazing to me, I know you and I talked about this, 95% of our thoughts, of those Mm 30,000 thoughts, become reoccurrent the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't just float through and leave. Yeah, They come in and stick, yeah. 95% of them. And so if the vast majority of them are negative yeah. and they're reoccurrent, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what's going on with our brains. Mm-hmm. I would say we live in a fallen world. God never intended us to think 80% negative thoughts, right? Yeah. I would say he meant for us to think really no negative thoughts, correct? Well, again, it comes back to two, to, to identity and who are we allowing to validate us. And that's where negative thoughts really come from. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth this. I'm not this. I'm not that. Because honestly, I think it's like 11% of Christians have read their Bible all the way through was some statistic wow. that I had heard the other day. Okay, well, so what are you filling your mind with if it's not the Word of God? Right. And the fallen condition of man tends to look at one another, look at circumstances, look at this world as the answer. Right. Right. All of that, the fallenness. And it's going to come up short. You're going to come up short every time. That's right. I mean, think about this. I would ask you a question. In the eternal kingdom, Mm -hmm. right? We were kingdom podcast here. We tried in the eternal kingdom, or what we understand to be a new heaven and a new earth, are there negative thoughts? No, not really. God never intended for us to have negative. Yeah. And now we're at four out of five thoughts. And so 
Uh, obviously, I, I was even reading, like, do you realize like 60 per 80% of doctor visits are stress-related, and stress-related comes from the majority of that is thinking. There's yeah. even stats out there that say that a, a, a large percentage of our illnesses were born in the thought pattern, in the mind first. Which makes sense because, <clears throat> you know, you begin to think something and then begins anxiety or stress, and then, um, you know, there's chemicals involved there yeah. that begin to move through the rest of the body. You know, it's no wonder, you know, between, you know, poor eating out of our thoughts or mm-hmm. or anything else. I mean, health di- or heart disease and so many of those other, th- other things come from that. We laugh about it, right? But when yeah. you're feeling bad or something doesn't happen to yeah. your expectation yeah. or how you were hoping... You begin to have negative thoughts, then they become negative emotions, mm-hmm. and then what do we joke about? You go to the freezer and eat a, you grab a tub of ice cream yeah. and you eat it. Yeah, and you feel better, right? Supposedly. So th- th- while you binge watch something <laughs> to continually fill your mind, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that stinking thinking of another is reality. really just causing so many, so many problems. Yeah. What they have also learned is the the brain though is very moldable. Like it's not set mm-hmm. that, and, and I just reading about how the neurons shape and, and I can have a pathway that I've created from thoughts and then thought patterns mm-hmm. and it actually grooves the mind. And then my mind just naturally, the more you goes have them, there the and bigger ride, the highway is rides on yeah. that highway. Right. Yeah. But guess what? What's amazing is we can change those highways. We can create new grooves. Yeah. We can create another road to, to live on, to drive down, mm-hmm. um, to ride on. It, that's what's so amazing, that our will, our choice, plays a huge factor. One thing I wanted to say before we move into what the scriptures, how they resonate yeah. that, is that it's amazing how our thinking, especially toxic thoughts, negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts, as they continue to build, and she talked about the fact that we build up these little cities, mm-hmm. and then we have more cities. Our thoughts construct these little cities, then yeah. empires. Yeah. What happens is, is they become our reality. What you know, the idea is, um, what we think about, our brains become. Mm-hmm. We fill our minds with fears, worries, comparisons, like you were talking about. Um, that's who we really become. Yeah. Haven't you seen that? Haven't you experienced that? When, if I've lived in a season where I've been very um, comparison driven, like I think through high school or mm-hmm. college a little bit, like always comparing myself, it, it became what my mind dwelt on, thought about. And then if I was doing well, I was confident. Yeah. If I wasn't doing so well, then I had self image. And self-esteem problems, mm-hmm. right? It it's became a roller who I coaster was. of yeah. For me, it was kind of a roller coaster. Yeah. Unfortunately, for some people, they're never confident. They always feel like they lack, or they not, and so they just live mm-hmm. down here, and it's what their thoughts have been saturated with, and it literally becomes who they are. Yeah. You know, one of the cool things out of this conference, and ever since she spoke, was. Uh, I have, I've been very conscious of my thoughts and the things that I think about and the things that I let run around up there. 
um, this this week now after after being at the conference, and it's really started to, um, you know, I've I've really tried to start to think and dwell on uh, scripture, truth of scripture, right. um, but but even you know just the essence of taking those thoughts captive, right, and just owning your thoughts, right. and so I've been very conscious of that. We since are, we've come back, we even. do not have to be a victim to our thoughts. Mm-hmm but we can be a victor over our thoughts, Yeah, right? We get to decide. I remember my grandma used to say, this is an old saying, right? You can't help if the birds fly over your head. You can help if they build a nest yeah. on your head. So true. That's what she was talking about when she was talking to me about my thought life. Yeah. You can't help the crazy random amount of thoughts yeah. that come in, right? All of us know that. that's really weird sometimes. Yeah. But we can reject them quickly and swiftly yeah. so they don't so they don't stay there. Yeah. And that's where again the life-giving mm-hmm. eternal truth word of God speaks directly to this. Yeah. And, and the fact wow. that the enemy is trying to constantly, you know, root in and to to seek out and to kill and to destroy um you know, that doesn't come all in on a on a flood or whatever. It it comes in on just drip drip, drip just over time, maybe it's maybe it's when our our guard is down, maybe maybe it's in the middle of the night, maybe it's the last few things we think about, or uh, you know, as we're just kind of letting ourselves relax for the day, you know, we let our guard down, and then these thoughts start to come in, or as we're just mindlessly scrolling through social media, um, you, know, you begin to think things in the back of your mind that aren't true at all. That's what that's the way the enemy works. Jesus said he was the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Right? He was a liar from the beginning. In the garden, what is he doing with Eve? Yeah. Deceiving, lying, deception. Those are all thinking things. Trying to manipulate and turn turn something that's negative into no, no, no. See how this could be. Yep. Lies. Mm -hmm. Speaking into your thought life. Yeah. So he knows this. Uh, What's cool is the scriptures speak into this so powerfully, so simply. And yet the idea is that you and I, through an, an act of our will and intentional living, we take control. And what's so cool so is true. then along with that, the Holy Spirit, the helper, infuses our will and gives us strength to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm making a choice, but then God, I need you to keep helping me make this choice. I need you to give me strength. I need you to give me peace as I make this choice yeah. to not live in negative thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just jotted down some 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 uh, scripture references because I feel like I saw, as I've preached through this in series, I saw a, a dominant theme that when it would talk about thinking, it would use words like set. Remember, Colossians says, set your yeah, mind. mind. Yes. Set your mind. You take a hold of your thoughts, and it says on things above, right? Yeah. Then Romans, when it's talking about how we become who God wants us to be, that we be transformed by, by the renewing of our mind. Right. You be. It's an action verb be. It's the same thing in Ephesians, that we be renewed mm-hmm. in the spirit of our See minds. See that word renewing, yeah. Right, renewed with, and that's mm-hmm. a changing your mind, your thought patterns, but it's 
precipitated by be, do, action, right? Mm-hmm. And then my favorite, one of my favorite verses in all the, the Bible, you've already referenced it, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, yeah. take captive every thought. Yeah. That word take captive is the, it's the word that was used in the Greek of a soldier taking a prisoner of war, taking a captive at the point of his spear, mm-hmm. making them move into, um, uh, you know, a prison. Being submissive to him. Absolutely. That's what we do with our thoughts. Yeah. We take them captive. They do not control us. Mm-hmm. They do not lead us. They are not... We make them submissive to us. And so with the words like take, set, mm-hmm. be... Uh, and it's like what uh, actually Jenny Allen said at the end of her her talk and then her book that she's coming out with. The, the one thing that helps her get through, or the dominant thought, the one thing that is, I have a choice. Yeah. And all these thoughts, and I'm trying to take captive, maybe the thing you need to settle on in the middle of all the crazy, yeah. as you're trying to turn your mind to... It's like, no, I have a choice. Isn't that so, so, uh, I mean, there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. And that really goes back to, I'm a victor. I am not a victim. That's right. What is it, you, I'm putting you on the spot now, a couple weeks ago when you preached, you kind of ended with, you know, the idea of the mind and your thoughts, um, you know, and becoming more than your circumstances and your relationships. Those don't define you. Yeah. Remember what you said? Yeah, I, basically the idea is that our thoughts, our thought lives, have far more influence over our lives than even our circumstances or our relationships. Yeah, I think that's such a good word for this culture yep. that we live in, where, no, this is just the hand I was dealt. No, you're so much more and greater than that. Rise right. above that. Don't settle for your current situation. It's, you know, you can be, I mean, read the story of Paul and his life when he had everything in, or he had nothing. I mean, because guess what? You don't have it as bad as Paul does. That's right. And did. Well, and I've even thought in my own personal life, because I mean, I've been blessed, right? And my circumstances have not been that poor. And my relationships have definitely been great, mm-hmm. good. And yet there have been periods of my life where I have been absolutely miserable. And it wasn't because of relationships, it was because of thinking. Mm. And yet that I've, I've observed people who have poor circumstances and poor relationships. And they're victorious. And yeah. they're victorious. Yeah. They're happy. They're positive because their minds are in the right place. They have joy. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's why you just referenced Paul talking about in whatsoever state I, I am to be content. Yeah. Before that, part of that process is he taught himself to be anxious for nothing, mm-hmm. but by everything, by prayer and supplication, let his request be made known to God, right? Yeah. And then he says, and finally, brothers, whatsoever things, and he goes down through this list, this mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. what's true, you have that right in front of yeah, us? Yeah. Just read those words. Yeah. Uh, so Philippians 4.8 is where we'll start. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, uh, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And that word dwell is the whole thing, right? Yeah. That's where our minds are to, again, back to the 
Dwell birds fly on. over or birds make a nest. What I'm gonna what am what nest am I gonna allow? What thoughts are passing thoughts that we don't give any validity to? What thoughts do we allow are gonna stick to dwell? Dwell on these things. Again, back to the fact that you and I absolutely have to take control of our thought life mm-hmm. or it will take control of us. And uh, in, a, in a culture of mental illness, um, increasingly, the depression, anxiety, fears, I mean, fears are everywhere. Uh, and mostly irrational. I mean, just a quick sidebar, one of the things that she said is one of the, the enemy was working on her for a good uh, few months on something, and the moment she said it out loud... It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, and she started laughing. I've, when I've preached on anxiety before, I've done study that they say that 92% of the things that we worry about are stupid. They're yeah. irrational. They're never even going to come close to being true. 92%. So who is it in your life who's going to speak that into you if you need... I think even healthy people need need someone in their lives that it's it's good preventative care, right? Right. Hey, I just, you know, these, you know, for wives or a husband, Absolutely. you know, a, the, your spouse is great for that, a sounding board of, you know, these things, I just keep thinking of these, are these, is this how I should be thinking or is this even true? I did that the other night with, with my wife. I was thinking something and the moment I said it, I was like, yeah, that was a bigger deal and it sounded better in my That's mind right. and I thought it was more important than it actually is. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm good. I don't, I just needed to say it out loud. A, for me personally, I mean, and shout out to my wife. Like, she has been an absolute lifeline for me mm. because I can get the hamster spinning up here. And it grows and just into being this. A, oh, yeah. And just being able to look at her and saying, this is what I'm thinking. Is it? And just her bringing me back to what's real, <laughs> what's true, mm-hmm. you know, um, huge deal. So take control of your thoughts. Take, set, be, be intentional with your thought life. God calls you to do that. And then what's amazing is he comes alongside and infuses us with strength and help and hope. With his word, obviously, giving us things to think about. But also, how do I take captive? God, help me. He will. Because he wants us to win in our mind. When we win in our mind... There's no limit to what he's going to do with our lives.